Welcome back to 40 Minute Mentor, to a special mini-series off the back of last week's Mental Health Awareness Week. Over the next five days, we'll be launching a mini-series to raise awareness of the importance of mental health and well-being. As a founder, my mental health hasn't always been a priority for me, which has led to burnout, anxiety and stress. But over the last few years, I've made a real effort to give it the attention it needs and deserves. A lot of this is down to my family, particularly my wife and my friends, and also thanks to the thought-provoking conversations I've had with our 40-minute mentors while making this podcast. So to kick off this series, we're looking back at one of my all-time favourite 40-minute mentors, the one-of-a-kind Mo Gaudat. Mo was Chief Business Officer at Google X when his son Ali tragically passed away. In this episode, he talks about his experience of processing grief and how it led him to his life's mission to help 1 billion people become happier. Here's a short snippet of his incredible journey, plus some candid mentorship on how you can find your purpose and become happier in your everyday life. My story is very particular, if you want. I mean, I I spent seven years at Google, uh, head of emerging markets. uh, So I opened half of Google's businesses worldwide, close to uh, like 49% or something like that. And then uh, I I went to Google X as chief business officer, spent five years in what I call the best job on the planet. Uh, So chief business officer, I would probably say is even more fun than CEO of Google X because, uh, you know, Basically, it allowed me to face the world as well, not just inside, if you want. And then uh, two years into my career at Google X, sadly, I lost my wonderful son. And Ali was everything to me, to be honest. I mean, he was my son, my best friend. He was uh, my coach in many, many, many ways. I mean, this young man was so wise. He was so wise. He taught me so much. And when he was 16, I remember I used to think to myself, when I grow older, I want to be like Ali. And so this pillar in my life leaves us. He was 21 and a half at the time. He leaves the world due to medical malfunction, a very simple surgical operation. He had an appendix inflammation and the surgeon did five mistakes in a row. Four hours later, we lose Ali and, uh, and I find myself in that sort of moment of truth, if you want. And, and in that moment of truth. I had to make a choice of, so what happens now? Do I hit my head against the wall for 27 years? And then on his deathbed, he's still not going to be back on my deathbed. He's still not going to be back. Or do I try to do something with this? And and so it hit me very strongly on day four uh, after he left that I should probably quickly document what he taught me, what we developed together. So We were a very good team on the topic of happiness because I'm the engineer with the mathematics and rigor, if you want. And he was the heart that knew everything instinctively. And so 17 days after he died, I found myself writing. I I wrote nonstop. I actually wrote 600 pages about the topic of happiness in four and a half months. I'm sure there are people that will listen to this who will desire to reach the sort of levels that you have in business. I'm interested, clearly there's always element of luck and clearly your mindset and the way you approach life and business has helped you get to where you are today. But in that earlier part of your career, are there particular characteristics or traits or are there things that anyone listening to this can learn from, do you think, from your experience? I actually believed that life 
is a video game, okay? Which meant two things. One is there's no point playing when you're not having fun. And we spoke about that briefly. I've never spent time in a job that I didn't like. So I started Google Emerging Markets. It was an amazing, amazing, amazing job. You know, the expansion, the language expansion, the economic impact we had in so many languages around the world. You know, it's amazing, amazing in every possible way. But then there was a point in time where they said, okay, now that we're established, we need to bring in CRM and, you know, ERP and all of that weird stuff that I am the, the worst person in the world at. I don't follow rules very well. I'm, I am much more into the innovation stage. And so that basically at the time when you're ruling an empire of, you know, I don't know how many countries, it's really stupid to say, and by the way, I'm leaving. And I did. Okay. And, you know, and I had, you know, I had no idea where I was going and then Google X shows up. Right. And so that idea of really, it's hard to know your purpose, huh? but it's easy to know what isn't. Okay. It's easy to know what doesn't resonate with who you are. And I never really did that. The other side, which is the third point of life is a video game. I'm a very serious gamer. I mean, you look at me, old man, bald, you know, no, but I will beat all of you. Anyone listening? I, I, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I gamed quite a lot more after my son left to honor him. And so I'm, I'm in the legendary scope of gamers, Olympic champion level. Don't tell anyone. Love right. It. But, but gamers, we look at life very differently. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I'll share with you a story that I shared in my books or for happy. You know, when, when, when I played with Ali, I used to be heroic and he used to be legendary, right? So he was much better level than I am. So, but he would entertain me. When the level would start, I would run to the right, okay? And run directly to the end of the level. And, and Ali would put his controller down and say, Papa, why, why are you running there? And I'm, go and I'm like, the end of the level is here. And he goes like, who wants to go to the end of the level? We're playing, right? And when you really think about it, we actually miss that in our lives and in our careers. You get to the end of the level, and, uh, and what you die, you get to the end of the job and you now have to change. You don't enjoy, enjoy that process of actually enjoying the level. Ali, on the other hand, would run to the places where there are explosions and smoke. Okay. And that now puzzles me. It's like, what are, why are you doing that, Ali? And you would say, Papa, this is where all the fun is. But also, hmm, you know, a little bit of a challenge makes life really interesting. Nobody wants to push a controller and wait 70 years. That's very boring. But also the more interesting side is he would say, this is where you develop and grow. And this is where you become a better gamer, which then I, never, I didn't understand it when he taught me that. But then I read a book called Finite and Infinite Games, which was really about the idea that some games are one. So if you play tennis, you have to win, right? But some games are infinite. You just, you're there to play. Hmm? So you're playing Halo or, you know, whatever. Hmm? You're no longer trying to win anything. You're just enjoying the gameplay. Hmm? And when you're in that infinite game, the joy of the, the gameplay is the only path for you to be the absolute best gamer you can become. And in Ali's words, that's the purpose of life. So the purpose of life is not to put yourself a destination that's 40 years away and chase it. The purpose of life is, can you actually become the absolute best you can be? You have the potential to be, okay? That's it. And so my purpose of life, going back to the idea of things being done through you or for you, my purpose of life is I wake up today and I have this conversation between us 
And I tell myself, can I do this as best as I can? Can I do it as good or better than the last time I had a conversation? Can I do the next one better? Okay. And that's it. And when you start to see that, you start to realize that life then uses you for its purpose. And its purpose is the good of all of us. Yeah. I I love that. And it really resonates with me, actually. When we're interviewing for our business we're a recruitment business it's not rocket science and you know when I, I i talk to anyone that comes into the business that it's so important for me that anyone interviewing doesn't just want a job you know because they want to make commission and they want to earn good money i, I say look we're not saving lives we're not doctors or, or whatever but actually you can change lives from helping someone find their dream job and that in itself is a hugely rewarding experience you can give them time back with their family you can get them on the property ladder you can do so many things and you can play a fundamental role and so i i want people to look at it like that and actually see there's a much bigger picture than the paycheck or whatever i think it's so important it does lead me to my next question mo in terms of do you think it's possible to find a purpose in, in any job, no matter how mundane it is? Because I guess it's one thing being a an exec at Google X or, or, or you know, the, the, the sexier jobs that are out there. Are there, are there particular conditions that need to be met or, or, or can you find purpose anywhere? I don't know if my answer will be the answer you want. I don't think you can ever find purpose. And allow me to come back to that in a second. Uh, I think you can find micro purpose and joy in everything you do, including cleaning the dishes. Okay. What do I mean by that? If you imagine that life is not about the future, which is the very Western way of looking at life, it's, you know, we're constantly planning for tomorrow and and 10 years away. Okay. If you imagine that life is just about now, then the purpose of cleaning the dishes is to do it as best as you can and enjoy yourself. Okay. That's, it's, it's as simple as that. Hmm? If there are others in your life, then the purpose may extend a little bit too, so that they have clean dishes when they need them. Right. And you can take that simple task and do it with so much dedication and, and purpose hmm? that this simple task becomes your flow. It becomes your purpose. It becomes your, your, uh, your reward in life. Okay. And then you put the dishes down and you turn to the right to make a coffee and that coffee can become your new purpose. Now, Let's talk about the big purpose, the big Western productized view of purpose. When I say productized, it's because, you know, we always set purpose as a point in the future. But once again, if time is now, you need to start telling yourself, and how do I chase that? How do I? So I have one billion happy. I don't want to call this a purpose. I want to call it an ambition. Okay. Now that ambition is really interesting because it motivates me. It directionally puts me in a certain direction when I wake up in the morning. I, I, I'm also the CEO of a very highly advanced technological startup, but you know, I split my life between them somehow and I have that purpose. Hmm? The interesting side is when I taught one billion, uh, sorry, Solve for Happy, after I wrote the book, when I wrote Solve for Happy the first time, you know, I, when I spoke about it publicly the first time, it was in Hong Kong Technical University. Uh, it was the second time, sorry. I spoke about it in Stanford, uh, taught uh, nine lectures that are actually all available on, online, uh, nine hours. And then I taught uh, in Hong Kong Technical University. And after uh, the session, a, a sage-like woman came to me and she approached me and said, I just want you to know uh, something. And I said, what? And she said, uh, you didn't choose this. You were chosen for this. Okay. And then she left. Right. And I, and I completely stood there like, hold on, hold on. And you know, there are others I'm talking to and she disappeared. 
Okay. And I remembered when my son, again, Ali, Ali was an amazing teacher. Huh? He came to me once when I was at Google X. Now I'm like this high muscle executive. I get everything done. I'm really good at this shit. Right. And you know, Ali walks to me one day and he goes, Papa, I just want you to know something. You're never going to fix the world. And I was like, why Ali? Why, why don't you have the spark? You know, why don't you want to make a difference? You know? And he said, Papa, I don't want to upset you. You're never going to change the world. The only thing you can change is your little world. And when you do that, well, your little world will be expanded for you. The only thing you can do is affect yourself. And then when you affect yourself, you can have the right to talk to me and my sister and mommy. And when you talk to us really well, you can expand that to the rest of your family, then your department at work, then maybe your company, then maybe your country, then maybe to the whole wide world. Right. And when you really look at everything I've ever done in my life, that's been true. Hmm? I, I didn't choose one billion happy. Ali died and I had to write the book. I didn't, that was my, not, not my conscious choice. If you had asked me one day before Ali died, I would have told you my purpose in life is to empower startups uh, from outside the United States to become as big as Google. That was my story that I told myself. Look at where I am now. Life chose for me a different purpose. And that different purpose, believe it or not, matches me so much better. And every day I do it, it becomes bigger. So every day I do it, my followers grow. Every day I do it, I get more invitations to meet others. My little world is expanding from me and Ali working on happiness to tens of millions of people, right? And maybe, maybe we should lose the arrogance of I am capable of finding that purpose. Maybe we should remember that gamers are all about honing on their craft, being so good at something that life goes like, yeah, that gamer is, is ready. That mm. gamer should be given the task, okay, of changing something in the world. That's when purpose starts to show. You don't choose your life purpose. I think your life's purpose finds you. It chooses you. What a touching story and a brilliant mission. I loved finding out more about One Billion Happy and learned so much from my conversation with Mo. It truly changed my perception on so many things. I really hope that you found it inspiring too. If you'd like to hear more, please do check out the full episode. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got four more episodes coming your way this week, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of them. See you tomorrow.